Welcome to the official podcast of the Canberra Raiders. So close to the Raiders. And Papali would be an appropriate man to score. He's done it. He's done it. Brought to you by OAC Digital. Come join us as we go behind the limelight. Hello and welcome to Behind the Limelight, the Raiders' official podcast, thanks to OAC Digital. Round 23 sees the Raiders travel to McDonald's Jones Stadium in Newcastle to take on the Newcastle Knights after uh, getting the two points against the Dragons at home last weekend. Joining us on the podcast this week is Lauren Pritchard. Hello, Loz. Hey, Ben. And our CEO, Don Ferner, for the first time this season. Uh, Thanks for joining us, Don. No worries, Ben. Uh, Let's get straight into it. Let's go around the horn. Yeah, obviously, uh, Don, uh, the big talking point last week was um, uh, Ricky and the suspension, everything like that. Um, from a club perspective, I suppose it's now uh, moving on from that and making sure that we get back to some normality um, with the last three games. Yeah, we, we desperately need to win the last three games um, and we need some results to go away. Unfortunately, that's the position that we're in, but we're still fighting and we're still, we're still a chance. So, um, yeah, Rick will come back tomorrow, seamlessly get into the, the training side of things and um, you know, we'll move on. It's obviously been a, a bit of a different week and it was last week with the preparation and everything like that. I suppose the, the thing that he'll be happy with is the fact that we got the win and um, the season's still alive. Yeah, it must have been odd for him to be, I reckon, I would think, uh, 300-odd games would be the first time he's ever sat and watched it on television rather than be at the ground. So it must have felt weird for him. But yeah, we got there. We got there in the end. It was a lot closer than we all thought it was going to be. Um, I don't think he would have been happy with the last sort of 20 minutes. But anyway, we move on to Newcastle. Yeah, the top eight uh, update, um, as we sort of have been focusing on every week. And, uh, Loz, it's uh, very tight still. Um, unfortunately, a couple of results went against us in terms of those teams above us. But um, we're still in the fight and we still need to win those last three games to make it by the looks of things. Yeah, we're still yeah in ninth place. We're two points behind the Roosters who are in eighth. So, yeah, we needed the... I suppose the bottom line is we just need to keep on winning. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the, the couple of teams above that as well, Parramatta, South Sydney, there are multiple options for things to go our way. But um, at the moment, the the results, as I said, are a little bit um, skewed against us. But the good news is that those teams all play sort of each other in and around the last few games of the season and each other in the top eight. Yeah, um, we've probably got the more favourable draw. So, um, yeah, we'll see how the next few weeks pan out and... Hopefully it doesn't get down to that last game in round 25. Absolutely. Last bit of news for the week. Um, obviously, off the, just before the game last week, it was announced on that Harry Rushton um, heading back to England. Um, unfortunate for him that he broke his jaw a few weeks ago and uh, just made the d- decision um, for, for a few reasons to go home. Yeah, it's tough living on the other side of the world and with, with COVID, as we've found with, with some other English players, they, they don't get to see their family and... You know, he's, he's had a few injuries, unfortunately, and the last one was a, was a bad one. And um, So, yeah, he goes with our best wishes and, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Harry does come back one day because he, he um, you know, he had a future here and he's certainly a future in our real player, but um, he might go back, establish himself and then come back again. So we, he'd certainly be welcome back. Yeah, I mean, um, you, you mentioned he had an ACL um, injury last season. He had the broken jaw this year and at a 20 years of age, he's... he's Best football's definitely still ahead of him. So you're saying that the door would be open if he was to, you know, want to come back at some point? Absolutely. Yeah, we spoke about that before he left. Um, you know, he certainly got unfinished business in the NRL. He made his debut. Um, but we sort of saw, we certainly saw him as a, as a long-term player with us. But um, it wasn't to be. But, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he's back in green colours one day. Yeah, that'd be really good to see. Um, and we wish Harry all the best until hopefully one day that happens. Canberra Raiders 24, St George Illawarra Dragons 22. A very successful retro round at GIO Stadium last week. It was good to have 
plenty of people bring their banners along and uh, although the conditions were a little bit poor uh, in terms of weather, um, we still had a good crowd. Don, just on that whole stadium issue, I suppose, um, you know, it does prove that, you know, those weather conditions can be quite favourable to a good, good or bad crowd on the day. Look, really, really disappointing, the weather for the last two games. Um, we would have got probably 19 or 20 against Penrith, 19 or 20,000 against Penrith, and we probably would have got 15 against St George, unfortunately. And we've got a lot less than that. And I don't blame the people. I mean, you know, it's a tough ass sitting out there in those conditions. And that's why we're, we're playing in a very inferior stadium, which only has about 15% of the seats undercover. So you're asking people to pay that money to sit out in the rain. And I, I just, you know, I just think the government can't keep asking the people of Canberra to go out to support their two most high-profile sporting teams in a stadium that is vastly inferior to the rest of the competition. And so it was disappointing. I, I want to thank our fans and our members for turning up. You know, they sit through the toughest conditions in the NRL. We've got the coldest and the hottest temperature. We certainly got the coldest. And um, we've got the coldest stadium without cover. So it's disappointing, but I want to thank the fans that turned up. Rick spoke uh, in a press conference a couple of weeks ago. It was pretty sad to hear, actually, that he almost given up a hope of a new stadium. I mean, is that where we're at or do we do we think that it's possible? I, it's a very good question. I get sick of getting asked of it and people come up to me at the games when we get one. It's, it's not up to us, it's up to the government. And, um, you know, certainly Canberra um, supporters and Canberra residents and the nation's capital deserves a better stadium than that. Mm. We talk about the impact that it has on the fans but also the infrastructure for the game itself and we've got the NRLW team coming in next season and the facilities um, underneath the grandstand um, in terms of change rooms and things like that. I mean, all that's got to come into account as well for the future and what the plans are for, you know, having multiple teams. If we're going to have, you know, three, possibly four games on a day, uh, what does that, what, how's that going to work? Well, I mean, <coughs> opposition NRLW teams will see it, but they'll have to get changed outside the ground. Um, they'll see the changing room facilities at all the other stadia. Um, and it makes it harder for us to sign players. So, I mean, they we've got a wonderful facility here in terms of our high-performance centre, but on a game day, you play at Parramatta Stadium and Townsville Stadium and the new Allianz Stadium and Melbourne, and, and, and they have wonderful um, change rooms with room and, and separate change rooms for the, for the women's team. Well, that's not available out there, so it's going to be embarrassing. Yeah, well, keep fighting the fight on behalf of the club because it's obviously something that the fans definitely want to see um, at some point and obviously, you know, keeping up with the rest of the NRL as well. Uh, just on the game though, Loz, um, a strong start again. Hudson Young scored a try after a couple of minutes and Zach Wolford got things underway with a nice little kick there. Yeah, it's Hudson's eighth try of the season. He seems to be popping off everywhere at the moment, playing really, really well. So um, it's great to get on the, on the scoreboard really early there and take the lead. Jordan Rapiner picked up a try as well, as did Ryan Sutton, and wasn't it good to see big man in space um, off the back of that uh, uh, charge down? Absolutely loved that, and it's just at such good time, and it was just before the halftime break, so just to get that lead um, heading into the break was just really good to see. Don, the second half performance, um, you know, we did score that first try after the break, but again, it, it did come down to the last play of the game, I suppose. That's, um, that's something that the, the coaching staff wouldn't have been very happy about. No, they weren't. They were frustrated. Um, you know, we've been in games like that and should have put teams away and haven't been able to do that or we've even lost it on the bell. So um, thankfully we won. But, um, you know, that's um, we're going to have to play a lot better than that if we're uh, to make the semis. And then and certainly if we get into the semis, we're going to have to be a lot better than that. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Ben Hunt picking up the 40-20, 20-40 double um, against us. Um, 
you know, you don't like to see that sort of stuff, but, um, you know, it just goes to show, you know, what a quality player he is. Yeah, his kicking game's unreal. He always turns off against us. Um, Daily Che Evans did that to us earlier in the year at Mudgee as well, so we've um, been on that side of it twice this year. Yeah, now I know that the Dragons almost pulled it off at the last second of the game. Graham Annesley came out uh, and said that by the letter of the law it was full-time and that the, the clock had expired. Don, I suppose, um, no justice for what happened to us a few weeks ago, but it was nice to get one to go our way. Yeah, no, I'm sure when... The whistle blew, Corey, where an eye would have been a bit worried because it could have been a penalty, but uh, well, it looked like it could have been a penalty. So um, whistle went and uh, it was for the end of the game, not a penalty. So thankfully we got one. Yeah, I think it was really important to note that um, how important the captain's challenge can be for you because they, they burnt their captain's challenge on the first play of the second half when they challenged the Hudson Young foot over the line. And we saw in that Cowboys-Tigers game where that controversy happened that that captain's challenge can be such an important thing for you. So I suppose going forward, you've really got to be you know, either 100% certain that the call is going to go your way or keep it right to the end just in case. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they would have been um, disappointed by the fact that they did use it on that kickoff from the second half. So, um, And they would have loved to have that up their sleeve at the end of the game there. So, yeah. Absolutely. I was more happy about the fact that they burnt their challenge rather than us getting the penalty, to be honest. But um, in the end, uh, the Raiders um, rightfully picked up the two points and we move on to Newcastle. Our guest this week on the podcast is CEO Don Ferner. Uh, Don, uh, we'll kick things off uh, with your chat in, in regards to membership and another membership record, which is uh, pretty astounding considering the last couple of years that we've had um, through COVID and, and the fact that, um, you know, obviously times have been tough for everybody and, and to break that record again is a great achievement. Yeah, our members have come out on the back of COVID and uh, amazing support for us. Um, you know, we haven't, in the grand final in 19 went close in 20 but um, didn't have a great year in 21 and they still come back in droves so um, you know the, the team here do a great job in, in engagement with with the members um, the, the players our staff um, we do it really really well um, and I think that's why they come back um, we do play entertaining footy we even make the games get out of the wire all the time probably too much <laughs> but but yeah no it's a fantastic number for us to get um, we're well supported in this region um, and we want to keep winning for them. I saw a few posts on social media saying that the 23 membership pack could, should come with a defibrillator because <laughs> Raiders <laughs> games always go to the 80th minute. Is there I'll get one of those <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. But, you know, in all seriousness, though, membership um, is a, a wonderful way to support the club and to have that continued support and try and grow that, how important is that for things like a stadium uh, push? Well, it's, it's really important for anything that we go to do. Like we put on the NRLW uh, State of Origin game this year and, and, and the NRL require all those numbers to see what... It's one of the first things they ask for. What's your membership base? Um, what region have they come from? Um, and it's important to remember a lot of them travel into Canberra, spend their money in Canberra. Um, you know, it's good for the region that they travel across. They might stay overnight. They go out to a restaurant. So it does bring a lot of money into the region. Um, and you know, we we'd love to get more. Um, but we um, you know we're very very happy with the numbers that we've been posting, and and hopefully continue to rise, uh, increase that in twenty three. Absolutely, memberships go on sale for the public on September the fifth. So keep an eye out for uh, across the Raiders social media cha uh, channels and also the website for information on membership. You can go online now to the Raiders website and check out the packages. They're all live. You can have a look. Uh, and as we said, memberships will go on sale on September five. Uh, Don uh, securing resecuring. Ricky Stewart for another couple of seasons as coach over the last uh, in the last couple of weeks that would take him out 
um, for a further three seasons, including next year. I mean, that's a great sign for the club in terms of stability and, you know, keeping and retaining the squad and, and everything that goes along with that part of the business. You know, keeping as much stability as you can um, in the organisation is really important. You always see the clubs that are struggling sometimes have too much turnover in, in those areas, those important areas, because they sit, you know, certainly the head coach sets, um, sets a lot of the... Um, you know, the mantra at a club sets the, the standards um, and he sets very high standards. Uh, so we're very happy to keep him, obviously, and you know, he'll help us retain and, and attract players going forward. Andrew McFadden, uh, on the flip side, um, has announced that he'll leave the club at the end of the year to take up a um, sort of more of a head of football style role um, over at the Warriors. And he's been a great servant as a player and a coach here at the club. And um, do you do you look to replace him directly, or do you just have a reevaluation of your whole coaching structure? What's the plans um, in respect to that? Yep. So um, a big loss. It's his third time working for the Raiders. That's how highly regarded um, Cappy was back here. Um, I think we spoke the other day. He said, um, as a player and a coach, um, over twenty five years, you know, um, service at the club. That could be wrong. Could be even higher. But you know, he played a lot of years here. He's, he's worked a lot of times. So I think around twenty five years of service. Um, been fantastic. Wants to go in another path in terms of not necessarily at another club, but but move out of coaching and, and go into administration. Um, so, you know, we wish him well. We'll, we'll stay in contact with Cappy, and um, yeah, he's been fantastic for us. Yeah, does that mean that um, you know, as I said, that will there be any like movement in the coaching yeah. ranks, or is that a, a more of a discussion for end of season? Definitely end of season. Um, you know, we won't do anything now. Obviously, he's here till September, and and then you usually review the season anyway, and we'll go through that, um, see what the requirements are um, in terms of. Uh, resourcing the, the football end and um, it'll be up to Rick and the other coaches to sit down and talk about it you know, could be a pathways coach could be another um, you know assistant coach it, it's a, it depends um, which way they want to go so th- there could be some movement there yeah I mean um, as we mentioned um, the NRLW team coming in we'll touch on that in a minute uh, in terms of the player um, squad and retention and recruitment um, you can see that obviously there'll be a few players leaving at the end of the season. Uh, the likes of Josh Hodgson, Chancellor Cookstar, Harry's left, Ryan Sutton. Um, you've already elevated a number of young players into the top squad next year and I believe that Xavier Savage is very close to um, announcing a re-signing as well. So that's that's something that might happen over the next week. Um, where are things at? Are we, are we looking at players from outside the club? Is that a constant moving thing? Yep, it's, it's well said. It is always moving. There's, there's always offers coming through and, and uh, expressions of interest from players um, and, and their agents. Um, we're not in a hurry at the moment. We, will, we have got a couple of spots available. We've got some good young guys that we um, want to bring through. It's a... It's a is a de- delicate balance balancing act. Um, you, you don't want to block the pathway of your juniors because um, they get impatient then and they go looking for opportunity somewhere else. So um, we think we've got a number of young guys there that have debuted this year but could certainly play 10, 15 games next year um, and they will get their chance. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we've probably got two or three spots uh, left and we'll just... We're constantly um, looking at who's out there. I suppose it's more of a case of finding the right fit rather than rushing into anything. Is that is that a fair way to put it? Definitely. We don't have to rush. Um, we've got the bulk of our squad, um, and um, it's a very good squad. And and you know you, th- you pick things up late. And Adam Elliott came later. Corey Hawirunara came late. Joe Tuppany came late into the season when he first came. You, you know th- certain things happen in the off season. Coaches change, rosters, you know, the salary cap. Um, issues hit clubs and, and then you find come January certain number of players are available so it's good to keep some space for that um, and it's good to just just keep your powder dry. 
The NRLW season kicks off this weekend and this time next year we'll be right in the thick of it. Can you give us a bit of an update on our team and what's going on at the moment? Okay, so that's a very good question. Um, so we're, we're basically going through um, interviewing coaches at the moment. We're not allowed to sign any players up until the 1st of November. So this season has to get out of the road. So um, you know, we'll, we've got a clean slate and um, we've got plenty of uh, interest, um, with plenty of names that have come across our desk. Um, but we would like to put the coach in place first so that the coach has a say on the roster. But again, we can't sign anybody until the 1st of November. So we'll be certainly busy you know, late October and November in putting that team together. Very, very exciting to be part of a Norgore team. Um, we spoke to some young girls that have expressed some interest and just the excitement in the region will be unbelievable because, um, you know, it's the first of, of something that will be here for forever, hopefully. Like we celebrated our 40th year this year for the men's, you know, 20, 10, 20, 30 years' time. Those, those inaugural players will look back and, and they were the pioneers. So it's exciting for, for anyone that does play in that first year because they'll always go down in history as the pioneers of the club. So, yeah, good good, uh, good, um, good project to be a part of next year. Absolutely. But um, just on the, the player side of it, like what are the rules there? Like obviously you said you can't sign anyone. Can you, can you talk to players at the moment? Is that okay? Or, um, you know, do clubs that are they're currently playing for have first crack? Or come November 1, is it all everyone's off contract and... As I contractually, everyone's off contract. I'm sure the clubs that are already playing in this competition are talking to their girls and, and you know, about next year, as you would. Um, but nothing can be negotiated or, or, or lodged until until that date. Yeah, it's going to be a, quite a scramble, I suppose, um, November December to, to put squads together because it's going to be, um, you know, really with with nine slated apparently competition rounds in a pre-season, it'll be honest before we know. Yep, correct. It comes comes around quickly. That means that we're going to have, uh, from next year, I think I've count seven Canberra Raiders teams. You've got the SG Ball, Harold Matz, Natasha Gale, Flag Cup, NRLW and NRL. It's become a massive operation running a football club. It's not just one team anymore. It's, you know, we're talking seven teams, you know, over 200 and probably 50 players and um, all the staff and everything that comes with it. When do you find time to sleep? Yep. <laughs> Um, it is funny when you talk to other codes and, and they can't believe how many teams we run. You know, I speak to the Brumbies and um, I speak to someone in soccer, they just can't ima imagine having that many teams. We've got a lot of staff here, obviously. Um, we do cover a big region, um, but it is a lot of, you know, it's a lot of um, relocation, it's a lot of well-being, it's a lot of training, it's a lot of injuries, it's a, it's a lot of lots of things. Um, but to have those development pathways in place, you need to. Um, and we need to because we're a development club. We look out to a, a large region in the New South Wales area, so um, we're not necessarily a buying club. We have got the juniors in the region. We just have to develop them, which we do, um, and that means you know, five men's teams and and two, perhaps down the track, three women's teams if we have a Harvey Norman team. So, yeah, we could have eight. We could have eight teams. Yeah, absolutely. In, in, in it's the a future. That's right. It's a huge operation, and, yet, of course, we have teams at you know at this facility in Braddon we've got um, teams that will be training out of Belconnen and Bruce it's a it's a it really is a huge operation when you think about it and we're lucky we've got uh, wonderful facilities here um, our old training facility at HQ at Bruce the Raiders uh, facility at Belconnen so we're lucky we've got the facilities um, and uh, we're lucky we made this place so big because um, you know we're growing into it quite well um, but yeah so a big big challenges ahead but but you know a good a good um, a good time, I think, uh, looking forward to the for the women's team. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to everything that comes along with that and uh, good luck to all the teams kicking off uh, this weekend in the NRLW.
As I mentioned, round 23, we head to McDonald Jones Stadium in Newcastle to take on the Knights. Uh, once again, it's a must-win match for the Raiders if they want to keep their um, position in, uh, alive and in, in trying to make that semi-finals. And Loz, uh, the team this week, um, Joe Tarpin has been named to possibly make his return um, and also Nick Cotrick back from suspension. So we're almost back to like that sort of full-strength squad again. Yeah, it's good to see Tabs back only missing one week and obviously we knew Nick would only miss one week as well. So um, good to have them back. We've got Hopper and Sato on the extended bench. So good problem to have that got a lot of informed players in our squad. Yeah, Don, uh, depth is so important at the club. We've seen at various stages this year players get their opportunity. Um, I mean, James Schiller you know, scored that amazing try against the Storm a few weeks ago and picked up an injury and he hasn't been able to get a look in since. Albert Hopawade got his chance and has done nothing wrong but can't find himself in the team this week, I mean, that they're good things to have. They are, particularly at this time of year. I mean, at the start of the year, we had a, a wretched run. Um, some clubs are hitting that now. They're getting a lot of injuries now. So, um, you know, you need to remain healthy as, as best you can and have, have healthy competition for spots, which we've got. We've got, you know, we've always had, had good depth coming through. Um, but you just need, need, need them in the right position to make sure that they're all firing towards the end of the year. I think in 19, we, we had the same squad together for the last nine or ten games. You just, you need that continuity um, and we're starting to, to hit that now, so hopefully we do enough and the results go our way so that we've, you know, we've got six, seven more games to go. Yeah, that's right. I think it's, it's, it all comes down to making the eight, and Loz, whenever, you, whenever you're in the eight, you're always a, a chance. You know, you, you're in the big show, you've got the opportunity to try and push through, and that's probably what the team needs to work on at the moment, is just trying to keep those wins consistent and, and keep them coming. Yeah, you saw the Cowboys in 17 come from eighth spots to go through to the grand final. So I think, yeah, if we just need to keep winning. That's all we can control at the moment and see how results go. And, um, yeah, if we can keep winning and we're obviously in good form and have got a few wins on the board recently. So if we can keep doing that and push through, that would be great. Yeah, the Knights this week um, have had a few force changes. Um, obviously, they've already had a few players out um, through injury, um, but they've, um, they've stood down Bradman Best and Anari Tuala this week due to some um, lack of team standards. So they're going to look a little bit different as well and they're going to be um, a team that um, you know could go either way. They might really rally around each other or they might just implode. So it's, it's hard to know what you're going to face up there. Yeah, we don't know what to expect there. And we've had some um, tough encounters with the Knights over the past few years. We got the win earlier in the year by only two points, I think. Um, but they've also got quality players like their Ford Pack with the Saifides, David Clemmer, Tyson Frizzell. They're all quality players. So. Yeah. It's a hostile environment to go up there too, Don. They love their footy in Newcastle, similar to us, really. Like They've got a big region that they look after and um, they've got passionate supporters. And the one-team towns um, always seem to you know, have that good footy spirit when you go to their grounds. They certainly do. It's a hard place to win. Um, and we've, we've, we've struggled there over the last couple of years. So, you know, we really do need to win um, this weekend and we won't get a better chance. So, you know, we've got to, we've got to rise to it and, and maybe feed off the, the opposition um, supporters and, and um, you know, channel that into, a, into a, a good performance. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the Knights, obviously, a um, few players out. Kalen Pong is already out for the season with that um, concussion protocols and they've lost a couple of outside backs. So, you know, they're big... Um, threat's going to come through the middle. Um, Loz, that's where you see it this week? Yep, I think that's it'll be a great battle. Taps and, of course, Popper as well against the big boys. Um, I think that's where yeah, we'll the see Yeah, the Saifidi brothers and um, Dave Clemmer and guys like that that they, that they have at their disposal is, is where the game's going to be won. So it's going to be a really good game up there on Sunday. Um, obviously a Channel 9 game as well. So if you can't make it up the highway to Newcastle, you can watch it on free-to-air or Fox Sports on KO. 
All right, Don, this is where we all have a go at predicting something that's going to happen in the game. Uh, last week, I went for a Jamal Fogarty 40-20. Um, we didn't get one, but we got Ben Hunt's 40-20 um, and 20-40. Uh, Rosie, who was on the podcast last week, went for Xavier Savage try. Went close. A couple of try assists for him, but no tries. Uh, and JJ Clarkson went for Josh Papali'i to cross over um, down the middle, as he does so often. But none of those come to fruition. So, Loz, what have you got for us? I'm going for a Jack White and try this week. Yeah, he definitely ran the ball a lot more last week, so I think it could be definitely on the cards if he if he decides to take that way this week. Uh, Don, what have you got? Um, Nick Kotrick leap in the air from a bomb. <laughs> from a score. kick. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely got that. I'm not sure who'll be on his wing this weekend. Both tall, I think. Oh, Edric, 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 Edric Lee's back. back in. He's back yes, in, yeah, so, so he could be out there. And Dominic Young would be there Dom still. Young's out there so as well. So yep, yep, yep. I'm going to go for Xavier Savage. I think he's due for a try this week, and uh, I think he'll pick one up. Um, he looked likely last week and was probably one of his better games for us uh, in that match against the Dragons last week. So I'll go for Xavier. And that's all we've got time for this week. Thanks to OAC Digital. Don, thank you for joining us and appreciate the update on a number of things. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, No worries. And Loz, thank you. And we'll catch you next week. Thanks, Ben. No worries. That brings us to the end of the podcast. See you all next week. Cheers.